Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Switchcraft. Thanks so much for joining me. A few Nintendo stories to talk about. The first one is probably my favorite. And that's that Blizzard did a April Fool's Day patch notes. That And if you guys don't know, Blizzard ha- does some of the best patch notes. Uh, or not patch notes, but the best April Fool's jokes out there. Um, I remember back in the day, they did an April Fool's joke where they said that they were going to make a new playable race in World of Warcraft. And... The thing about it, which was so great, was the new playable race was a two-headed ogre, and you had to have two players to play it, which ended up eventually, years later, coming out as Cho'Gall on um, Heroes of the Storm, which is really cool. Uh, So, the April Fool's patch notes that, and, and I know some of you are like, why is he talking about Blizzard stuff? This is a Nintendo show. You're right, it is a Nintendo show, and and we'll tie all that together right now. Um, the patch notes came out for April Fool's Day, and Blizzard left this little nugget in there. It says, uh, for Warrior, which is a class in World of Warcraft, it says, Weapons and shields, <clears throat> pardon me, weapons and shields equipped by warriors will now lose durability every time they hit a target, and will break entirely once their durability reaches zero. Developers note, this change will better emphasize the core warrior fantasy as the appointed Knights of Azeroth. Note, that you'll probably want to bring several weapons to each boss encounter. Of course, if you run out, you could always just grab a random skeleton's arm or something. I just think that this is great. Clearly, the, the people over at Blizzard are having a blast playing uh, Breath of the Wild. And I just love Blizzard, and I love Nintendo, and so I had to include this story because it made me smile. Um, and if it doesn't make you smile, then maybe there's something wrong with your smile. The next thing that I want to talk about is Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Uh, This is a game that originally was for the Sega Master System back in the late 80s, early 90s. I don't know what year it actually came out. I didn't look that up. Sorry about that. Um, But it came out, or it's coming out, again, a remake of it, uh, April 18th. And it's coming to Nintendo Switch, of course, PS4, and Xbox One. It's got a price of $19.99. I looked all over the website. I didn't I didn't see anywhere on there where they had separate prices listed. So my guess is it's probably the same price on all platforms. I couldn't find if it was a physical copy or only digital. Uh, and that's a big question for me because I want to get a physical copy uh, so my son and I can share it. The, the art style looks really good. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of a Zelda game in, 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 as far as its gameplay. Zelda 2, I mean. Uh, it's got a side scroller. You've got a sword. You got to you, you got to attack people as you go uh, left to right, or maybe something like Shantae. Either way, it, it looks good. The art style, like I said, is really really pretty, and it looks like a really fun title. I'm not going to get it in April, uh, but the reason that I'm not getting it in April 
is because I've just got too much to play. I've got Zelda. I've got Has Been Heroes. I've got Blaster Master Zero. I know that this is a Nintendo show, but I still I also play PlayStation, and I've got Horizon Zero Dawn that's just sitting there waiting be, waiting to be played. I've got too much to play, and so I'm probably not going to get Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap um, this month. But I will definitely be p- picking it up in the future if it gets good reviews. I think it looks like a really fun game. By the way, it also allows you to play as uh, Wonder Boy or Wonder Girl. Uh, so there you go, female protagonist. Um, the next story is that Square is looking at porting existing games uh, to the Switch. Uh, this is according to the president of Square, Yitsuke Matsuda. Hopefully I did not butcher that name too badly. Uh, he says in an interview with, I think it was Kotaku, uh, we're even thinking about what feasible existing titles we want to successfully successfully port onto the Switch. So. Not only are they working on new stuff, but they're also looking at porting other stuff to the Switch. Here's my worry about that. I have quite a few Final Fantasy titles that have been ported to Steam, and most of them are a disappointment. Not because they're not good games, but because the ports are just pretty much bad. Um, Usually you have to access the settings outside of the game. The controls don't work the right way. For Final Fantasy VI, for some reason, they decided to get rid of all of the original art and replace it with really crappy-looking sprite work. The original sprites in Final Fantasy VI look really good, and then they replaced them with almost like cookie-cutter stuff that you know, somebody using RPG Maker might use. So I feel like I, I it makes me nervous that they're looking at porting stuff. I just hope that they're doing a good job on these ports. And I would absolutely love to have the original Final Fantasy VII on my Switch. I mean, they already ported it to iPad. So why not? You know? Um, the next story is that NBA Playgrounds is coming out in May. This is a $20 digital only uh, game. And basically, I want you to think about way back in the day, I pumped a whole lot of quarters into a game where the announcer would say, he's on fire. And that was NBA Jam. And this looks like the spiritual successor to NBA Jam. The characters have like these big heads. Um, so they, like it's got bobbleheadness going on. The game was looks really, really fun. Will I buy it when it first comes out? Probably not. I guess it all depends on how Nintendo's um, online service goes. If they get a good... If, 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 the, if, the, if the Nintendo online service that we're going to be paying for, which uh, rumor has it is $20 a year, maybe $30 a year, if that's a good system and this game has online stuff with voice chat and, and, and that kind of stuff, then NBA Playgrounds Playgrounds looks like a fun game to play. And I'm not a sports ball guy. I could not care less about um, NBA 2K and that stuff. Those games are simulation games. This looks like an arcade game. Um, very over-the-top, uh, crazy stuff. If the ball doesn't turn into a fireball on a breakaway, 
I will be very surprised. Um, if you want to see what it looks like, just check the show notes. There is a link that you can click into a YouTube video for the trailer for it. Uh, there's three new Zelda Amiibo, according to Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy accidentally listed three Amiibo, said that they were compatible with Zelda. And this kind of combines with um, this data mining that people have done. Uh, they've data mined gear sets out of Breath of the Wild and found that there's, uh, I guess there's a, um, not a Skyward Sword, what's the, a, a Twilight Princess outfit that you can get, uh, a Fierce Deity outfit that you can get, and I forget what the third one is, uh, but they had these three outfits and there's currently no way in the game to get them, and then... Along comes Best Buy accidentally posting this listing for uh, three Amiibo. Boy, I wonder what they those Amiibo might be. So stay tuned, and we'll talk about that more in the future. The last story for today is from uh, E.G. Aonuma. Hopefully I said his name right. He's the guy in charge of Zelda. And he has said that in an interview, I believe it was in... There's a Japanese magazine. I can't think of the name of it, but Nintendo does a lot of interviews with them. It starts with an F, and it's just escaped my brain right now. And this is the problem with not having a script is is basically I don't have the details in front of me because I don't want to have a script. I want to be more authentic. But anyway, that's beside the point. So Eiji uh, Onuma, he had an interview with some magazine whose name escapes me. Through the magic of editing, I now know that the name of the magazine is Famitsu. And he said that for, from in his view, from this point forward, he sees Zelda as being an open world title. He, they, they called it an open air title. I think that's just, you know, a, a translation thing. But I'm, it's an open world title. And he sees it from here on out. Zelda games are going to be open world. That doesn't mean that they can't change their mind, but we shouldn't expect to see Zelda go back to the old formula uh, now that we have Breath of the Wild. And honestly, if they did, I think that a lot of people would be upset because Breath of the Wild is such a hit that I think if they said, all right, we're going to go back to a more linear style of play, I think that a lot of people would no matter how good the game was, it would get uh, trashed because it's not what what people are expecting. Um, so I don't know if we're ever going to see a 3D Zelda that's not an open world game. And I think that I'm okay with that. Now, that doesn't preclude them from doing like 2D Zelda games that are that are not open world. Although... Many would argue that uh, Link Between Worlds, which is basically a spiritual successor to A Link to the Past, uh, except you're you're in the same world, but now you can turn into a painting on the wall and explore new areas that you couldn't get to before in the original uh, Super Nintendo game. Uh, it came out for the 3DS. It's really great, and it was their first real experiment with Zelda being a uh, open world game. And when I say open world, you could go anywhere you could do the dungeons in any order. Uh, there was a store that you would go and you would rent for rupees 
the items that you needed for the specific dungeon. So if you wanted to go do the hookshot dungeon, you went to the store, which was Link's house um, in the original Super Nintendo game, and you would rent the hookshot. And you had that until you died. If you died, you lost it. You had to go back and pay more rupees. It was a really cool mechanic, and I had a lot of fun with that game. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. I really, I hope that it comes to, I hope that they bring, they port it to, oh, geez, I don't know. You know, I say that I hope that they port it, but I don't know that it would look good up-resed to 720p because the 3DS has, like, I think it's like a 240p screen, and it looked really good on a 240p screen, but would it look good up-res to 720? I don't know. I hope so. It was a really pretty game. Um, and if you've got a 3DS, you should check it out. The 3D in it is phenomenal. Like, it was locked at 60 frames per second. Uh, there's no slowdown at all. And when you turn the 3D on, like, the world just pops off the screen. It looks really, really great. Um, but I think in the future... Maybe we'll see linear titles in the fact or in the vein of 2D Zeldas and the 3D ones will be open world. I don't know. Either way would be really cool. I think another way that they could go is they could use the existing engine for Breath of the Wild to make a top down 2D game. Just move the camera up and lock it where it is and then, you know, tweak the combat so, you know, you, uh, you don't have to worry about which direction you're looking because the camera's always locked down. I think that would be really cool. Um, it would change the way that the game plays, and it would be very unexpected. Well, anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. Um, I've been asked uh, by a few people if I would make a Patreon for Switchcraft and the other uh, content that I produce. And I said, all right, if, if you guys want me to make that, I will. So if you want to check out the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash run jump stomp. I know huge surprise. Um, if you want to support that way, that's fine. If you can't support that way, that's also totally fine. Uh, another way that you can support and it doesn't cost you a dime is just go to iTunes and give us a review. Um, every review helps whether it's a one star or five star. If you have something that you want me to talk about on the show or if you have questions, you can uh, give me an email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. In the subject line, just include Switchcraft. You can call and leave a voicemail. My phone number is 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And if you want to tweet at me, I'm uh, at runjumpstomp on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. But if you want to tweet at me, you can just send me a tweet or you can use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft and I'll search for that and see if there are any stories for me to talk about. Anyway, thanks so much for being with me today. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.